I feel like even when I first got into radio, it was like we were the typical female role of like, we did all the work behind the scenes and we were the, like, ha ha ha, we just laugh at everything you say. And now it's like, hell no, like step aside, I'm gonna voice all the stuff that I do and be who I am and, and stand up for things that you believe in, stand up for you know social injustice, stand up for anything you truly believe in because if you don't, what are you do even doing in that position? You know, you have a platform, use it. anymore i am pausing Shit's creek and i'm doing this intro right now <laughs> hey guys welcome back we get two episodes this week thank you for tuning in this is chapter 20 something with me kylie mcdonald and happy thursday that's kind of fun i never get to say that but hey oh you guys i am having a day a good day yeah a good day but I was on a date this morning <laughs> that went well it went well but he's moving so I'm sad about it but yeah I don't know it was good we got some brunch our waiter was like so chill he he like dropped a napkin and picked it up and I of course had to butt in I'm like yo that was that was a good save you didn't drop anything and without missing a beat he just goes bend and snap <laughs> I'm like, me and this waiter are gonna be friends. I don't know. Maybe I'll like sneak and find him on Instagram. I think his name was Luke. Um, okay, yeah. But anyway, did that. Went to the gym. So of course, like this morning I was getting ready for this date and tried to look cute, do my thing, wear a cute outfit. And I was like, you know what? I think I'll go to the gym after, try to stay active, do something. Um, cause I had the day off and realized when I got there that I forgot my sneakers had a full like cute athletic set I was gonna wear well wore I ended up wearing it with my sandals that I wore on the date and I looked crazy and people were looking at me in the gym and it wasn't because they like were like is that the lotto girl no they were like who is that girl in a full-on athletic set and forever 21 sandals so that was interesting, but I still got my workout in because you know what? The grind doesn't stop, baby. <laughs> Somebody stop me, please. Oh my god. My friend just mentioned me in a video on TikTok. That's concerning, but okay, let's finish this before I have to deal with that. Whatever that is, okay. Now I'm just chilling. I have the day off. This never happens. So I am just living life. It's rainy outside, so I am probably just going to get some ice cream. Completely cancel that workout I did earlier and um, catch up on The Bachelorette. I'm actually, I only watch some seasons like I feel like it's every three to five years I'll get into it but I am watching this season I gotta be honest Claire wasn't really my cup of tea I'm like you know what girl you do you if you found your happiness go live it but bruh it was two weeks and she was engaged I'm like come on and you know they forced Dale into that they're like dude 
if you want to leave, you have to propose. And he's like, I've known this girl for two weeks. No. And they're like, no. If you want to leave, put that ring on her finger. And he did it. Props to that man. He is really cute. I got to admit. But there are these memes going around where he has modeled for Party City in the past. So it's him in like all these. Hold on. Let me find it. It's him in like a taco costume, a Superman costume, a like a night costume. It's just perfect. But I'm like, you know what? Respect to that guy. You making a way up. Party City to the Bachelor. At you go, dude. I always wonder like if I make it really big, like what are people going to find on me? Hmm. Like some weird things like that. You know what? I'm not going to even bring stuff up now because I don't want you guys to go find them. No way. Unless you want to like give me some attention. <laughs> I'm just totally, totally kidding. I hope you guys realize that when I joke like that about giving more attention to myself, that's always a joke because I made a joke like that with some friends. It, we were playing like true tooth, true, two truths and a lie and my <laughs> my lie it's so stupid but my lie was like i have a picture with ashley tisdale but the truth is that i actually have a picture with vanessa hudgens so of course i wanted it to come off as like a joke like <laughs> look how cool i am but not really but i don't think the people there got it maybe some people didn't know me well enough maybe some people just took it the wrong way and <laughs> They were all like, wow, <laughs> like who does this girl who works on TV thinks she is? And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm really not cool. Like, please, that came out totally wrong. And uh, yeah, so I don't know if I need to make jokes like that more often to make it known that it's a joke or to just completely stop it. Weigh in. Let me know what you think. The pressing matters of this time. Let me tell you. Anyway, oh guys, I'm obsessed with today's guest. We have Annie Leamy. I'm telling you, I listened to her growing up on the radio, and now she has her own radio show um, on, oh my god, let me get this right. <laughs> Can you imagine if I just said the completely wrong radio station? She's the host of Annie in the Morning with Ryan on Q92 in the Hudson Valley. I knew it. That's what I was going to say but I did not want to get that wrong. <laughs> She's so cool. She's so inspirational, but in a down-to-earth, real, badass way, you know? Yeah, she's someone like I completely look up to and her career is very aspirational and she's living her life and she's killing it. And I loved our conversation and um, I know you will too, especially if you are in the entertainment industry and especially, especially if you are a woman in the entertainment industry. Um, so yeah, listen in, let me know what you think. Follow the podcast on Instagram at chapter 20 something pod. Follow me, official Kylie McDonald, and follow our guest, Annie on air. And other than that, oh yeah, of course, rate, review, subscribe, please, please help me out. Um, that is it. Yeah, I'm gonna enjoy the rest of my night, and I hope wherever you guys are, you get to enjoy that time too. Find something good in today and roll with it. Oh god, seriously? Stop me. I don't know what is going on with me today, but I'm not liking the things that are coming out of my mouth, okay? All right, <laughs> we're just gonna end this here. Hand it over to the real professional Annie Leamy. Okay, have a good one, guys. Bye. 
Welcome, Annie. How are you? Oh, well, first off, thank you for inviting me. I feel so honored. I see the word 20 something and I'm like, wait, wait what? Can I still be cool enough to be a part of this? <laughs> oh my God, you absolutely are. Yeah. No, congratulations on the show. And, you know, I got to give it up to you. This is the way to do it now. You got to get your voice out there by any means and you're doing it and you're kicking ass. So congratulations. Thank you. And, I uh, really appreciate that. Yeah. It's cool to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to meet you. It's crazy because like I follow you. So I feel like I know you and we, we seem to know a lot of mutual people. But then I'm like, wait, but we've never met. But it's cool to like, as soon as Zoom popped up, I was like, I feel like I've met you before, but. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> so funny and it's so true i think we do have some mutual friends and like in when i was like in high school and college like you were on k104 and like i was oh listening to it like every morning and wow. I, it was so funny because last night i told my dad i'm like i'm interviewing annie tomorrow do you remember her you used to say you liked her on the morning show and he's like oh my god yeah and i was like i don't know <laughs> really so i swear i swear i would not make uh, that up yeah tell him i said what's up <laughs> i know <laughs> i will I just, I really wanted to talk to you because you have the career that a lot of people in entertainment, a lot of women aspire to do. Like you're hosting your own show and you've been, it seems from the outside, consistently working and, you know, being in it, you notice like it's obviously harder than it looks and it takes a lot of grit and guts and I, you know, just to learn from your experiences would just be so cool to just hear like what your advice is and what's going on. So um, let's start from the beginning. Are you from the New York area? Yeah, boy, my dad's from Manhattan, my mom's South Jersey, they had me in the city, they moved us up to, my dad heard of this area, Poughkeepsie, before, like now it's exploding even more, um, and they moved us up here, and I was actually really quiet as a kid, I was really shy, which is weird, and then throughout life, I just somehow found my voice, and I just, I think the thing that got me through radio, the reason I love it so much is because kind of just happened when I was at Marist College. I was interning at a local radio station and I wanted to do TV, but this teacher was like, okay, you got a horrible accent. I don't know where the hell it's from, but you sound crazy. You talk way too fast. You should try radio. And I was like, radio? My dad loves radio. He always talks about it. But like, you know, you, you think of it like, oh, that's not really cool, you know? But then I got into it and I was like, this is my world. These are my people. Like they just, oh everybody's goodness. fun and out there. And again, I still, I, when I think about how many years have gone by, it's been 15 years. Wow. And when I first got into it, there was MySpace, there was AOL, iPhones weren't even, it was 2006, so iPhones weren't even really a thing. So imagine how hard it was to make connections. That's so and true. It's crazy. And I ended up getting the internship because of a girl that came into the bar I was working at and she's like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, oh, I'm trying to get a radio internship. She's like, I work in radio. Wrote her number on a piece of paper and I went in and had the interview. And then in the middle of my internship, they asked me to fill in on a morning spot. The girl abruptly quit. Okay. And I learned my first life lesson, one of my first radio lessons. She lied to the audience. She lied to the audience and said she had a family emergency. Someone was really sick. People were calling in wanting to give donations and sending their, you know, their thoughts to her. And you can't do that in radio. As much as some people have made a career off of creating a brand and a personality that they may not really be, that didn't ever work for me. Because I learned right away, like, I'm going to be myself. And hopefully they like me. If they don't, then this isn't the avenue for me. And yeah. I went in and the first day I filled in with this guy, he tried to tell me what to say on this story. He was like, okay, here's the story. I remember it too. It was like a runaway bride story. And he's like, you're going to take this side and I'm going to take that side. And I, I was like, that's not what I think though. He's like, oh, but that's radio. Like you have to just take the other side because we can't both say the same thing. And I'm like, but that's not what I think. Mm -hmm. And then we went on the air and we just went at it. And he takes his headphones off. He's like, holy shit, this is going to work. Like we got to do this. 
Good. Yeah, I got into it and it was a whirlwind, but I went into it with like, what do they call that? Is that rose colored glasses? Is that the term where you like? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where yeah. everything's like, oh my God, I love everybody. We exchange Christmas gifts and you're my best friends. And then I got let go in 2008 when they had laid off, Clear Channel laid off like 8,000 people. And I was shocked. I was stunned. I sobbed. I was scared. And luckily I was in my early 20s. So I was still at home. And I said, I'm going to show them. And I landed like three jobs within three months by hustling. And it was when I had to make a demo in a bar with a friend of mine into a microphone similar to this, into like, you know, into a laptop. And I just, I just knocked on every door I could and I physically handed my demo. Yes. So I landed a job at TV, cable vision, everywhere. And then it just kind of spiraled from there. And then K104 and then PLJ called. And all I know is you just can't give up. Right. You know, and there's moments you're like, what am I doing this for? I'm making no money. I'm working three jobs, but it eventually pays off. Absolutely. And it seems like, you know, obviously in the beginning you were hustling, you're like, yeah, I'm going to do oh. this. And I think that's been a pattern in everybody I've interviewed. It's like, you have to put yourself out there. You have to go after it yourself. You know, no one's yeah. going to do it for you. No. Um, yeah. And then one job always leads to the next. It seems like it has for you, you know? Yeah. So, um, were they opportunities that came up while you were at your current job or did you seek them out? Like how did the next show come about? Well, it was surprising because then when I went to K104, that's when social media started to come into play. And that used to be radio. They booked you for appearances because they didn't know what you looked like. They didn't know anything about you. And they paid to come see, like not they even come pay to come see you. Companies paid to have you. And then all of a sudden you have this platform where you can be your own brand, you right. know? And I just, I didn't think of what to post. I just posted my life. And that's when PLJ called and they were like, you know, we're building this show. We see you out living life similar to your Instagram. I see you're always doing fun stuff, like totally <laughs> jealous because now I'm locked down at home as mommy duty, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm just doing all that stuff. But, <laughs> you can um, come anytime. Feel free. Please join me. <laughs> I want you to teach me some of the poses too, because I'm terrible at like, I, I, I need help. Uh, oh my for, God. For social media. <laughs> I got but, you. Um, Putting that platform out, I didn't realize at the time, it was 2013, was actually my virtual resume and they yeah. called. And then I had to land myself the job. I had to go in for the interview and really like solidify that I love radio. I live and I breathe it. Yeah. And then that happened. And then unfortunately they sold and I was out of a job and I could not believe it. Right. I put my entire life on hold for radio. Your career, especially for women, it's a million times harder. Everything's a million times harder for us. And I put everything on pause to get to this great place where I had this great job in New York. We bought a house, we had a baby and I'm like, oh, and then everything was ripped out from under me. Oh my God. And I realized like, what am I doing? If I die tomorrow, they're going to replace me. Why am I putting, like, you know what I mean? It just kind of put everything in perspective. Yeah. What an important lesson I'm assuming it was for you. And one that probably I like still have to learn and I'm learning, you know, like you can't identify yourself with your job there has to be such a boundary between like your work and then when you come home, you just got to like let it go and let yourself be because there's so much outside of that job. And even though I think it's different because, you know, you go to work and you are Annie, you know, you're speaking into the microphone and I go to work and like, I'm Kylie on TV. And it's like, yes, that's me. But there also has to be this me that's like not this like cool person in the dress yeah. and like on TV, you know, that's just yeah. important for me. And it's, you know, you gotta not put your identity in that because that could go away at any moment and you gotta be able to live without that. I think. <laughs> oh, and it's so true. And like, it's what's tangible. It's what you have when that microphone turns off or that camera mm -hmm. turns off, you know? And I always felt like 
I've been made fun of literally my whole life because of the stupid things that come out of my mouth. And it never, I don't know what it is, if it was the good confidence my dad instilled in me, but it never penetrated me in a way where I was like, I don't want to be myself. I was like, they're like, I can't believe you just said that. It was what I heard my whole life. I'm just being myself. And right. I've never really worried about, you know, I get more upset if someone thinks the wrong thing of me. Like, no, I'm not, you know, that kind of thing. And I think just being yourself and being authentic and knowing that in TV and radio, people want consistency and know that you're the same person. Yeah, you grow and we evolve and we learn. But I think just living your life and a lot of radio is bringing your life to the show. You still got to live a life, you know? Yes. Um, and I almost hung up the microphones for good. When PLJ ended, I hustled. I went to every radio station. I knocked on doors. I did the same thing I did back in 2009. And there was nothing available because the jobs are getting less and less and less. Mm. And, you know, I just kept trying and trying and trying. And it took me, I was out of work for seven months and I got in a really tough place because thank God I know how to bartend. But I'm like, here I am. 37 years old. Do I really want to be doing this again and working for cash? Like, this is crazy. I have of a college course. education. What am I doing? But I knew my love for the job and I needed to get back to the audience. I've connected with so many people. I was like, I have to get back. Yeah. And you, you know? did it. Yeah. And now you yeah. have your own show, which is awesome. So this is the first time in your career that it's really like, you're the main host. It's you, right? Yes. 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 Well, first of all, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. That. That's amazing. So when did you start that? In December, I think it's... Um, yeah, like we started to uh, get everything ready. We went on the first week of January and then pandemic happened, but it actually ended up being an opportunity to connect with people in such a unique way. Right. I, I don't even know how to put it into words. Being able to be there for them during these crazy times. And my goal was, yeah, we're going to talk about the pandemic, but we're not going to make it the whole show. Because I want to give yes. an outlet for people to like not hear about it for five minutes. Yeah, I agree. You know? There's a fine line where you have to be able to acknowledge it, but it'd be like, hey, we're going to be all right. And like, let's talk about our lives outside of this too. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Were you still going into the studio to do your show? Or I was, yeah. We never stopped. So wow. that kind of, it kept normalcy for me, for sure. That was kind of how we went along with it. It's like, oh, we're going to be here for people and have this sense of normalcy for them. So, you know, oh, we, do what we, we do what we can, you know. Yeah. But um, so what has this transition into your own morning show been like for you? Oh, I can't even tell you. It's, uh, I was nervous going into it because I'm used to a team of like five of us and then all of a sudden it was just me and I was like oh my god like I'm I've already been a producer I've already been the co-host for 15 years but like to have to drive the bus and be the content and be firing off every element and it was just like holy crap and then once I went on that first day it was like riding a bicycle I was back to it and it's interesting because I have a male as my co-host that's and fun yeah. So I was like, oh, the role, a little bit of role reversal here, you know, and I'm, I'm taking a little bit of time getting used to being in a leadership role because I'm not really good about telling people what to do. And it's, it's kind of a hard position to be in. Um, but it's been so much fun. I'm finding out so much about myself. And yeah, I really can't complain. It's been a great opportunity. New York is a hustle. Let me tell you something. Radio in a smaller market is very intimate. New York is a whole different animal. Like, you know, everybody's got agents and deals and this and that. And it's it's show business. Like, you got to be on your toes every second. And they're watching everything by, like, the millisecond. And I'm not saying I'm not following my clocks like I should. But I'm kind of like, oh, maybe I can talk for an extra minute or two. Like, right. you know? Like, yes. I'm kind of able to get back to just the grassroots of just talking. And, you know, it's it's diff it's good to be back. Good. Absolutely. So I was looking at your website and you have all these artist interviews. So yeah. I clicked on it and then I was like, oh my God, like you have every <laughs> big name that you've interviewed, you know, like first one, Sam Smith, and then you have Ed Sheeran and yeah. who else How you got? sad is it that I haven't even uploaded any of the audio? I'm like, one of these days I'm going to get around to it. I'm like, what is wrong with me? You have to get all that together. I'm so bad with technology. 
Um, no, my God, it's fine. But without that, like, it's so impressive. Oh my God, Selena Gomez. I'm like looking at it right now. Carrie Underwood. Oh, Selena Gomez. You know, I got to tell you from all these artists, like first off, country artists are the most down to earth, like okay, everyday average people. They walk through the hallways like, hey, what's up? How are you? Talking to you in the bathroom. Like they're so cool. But pop artists, top 40 artists are very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like hesitant to open up because they have so many people around them, managers and sure. bodyguards and all these people. And I feel like they're almost nervous because somebody's always out to get them. What can I get out of you? What can yeah. I get out of you? What can I get out of you? And I remember we sat down with Lady Gaga and she was about to walk in the room and I was like, let's just pretend we're in Hell's Kitchen, having mimosas at brunch and let's just make this really fun. And we start talking about wine and she's like, oh, I, I love, you know, Zinfandel. And we start going on and on and on. And the interview was a blast. But the second it shifted oh into God, anything, you could tell she got a little like, oh, here, where are we going with this? And I feel bad. Like, they should be able to talk about their craft and talk about what they love to do without having to worry about somebody taking the story and running with it. That's the annoying part, you know? Absolutely. And what an important thing to learn for you, too. You're like, oh, like, hey, like, I'm going to be here with this person. And you want to be there for them and you help them out. So it's like, oh, you know what? Like, let's have the best time we can here. And hopefully they feel comfortable enough with you where they could like open up a little bit. And it's that's sad, though, because you want to be them to be able to do their thing and talk about well, what that's they want to do. If I could tell any radio personality, TV personality, what I've taken away from it, from some of the bigger stars that we had in the studio, like it happened with Ed Sheeran, where I said, you know, we danced to one of your songs at my wedding. It was our wedding song. But unfortunately, mm. there's a lyric to the song where he says, when I look in your blue eyes, and I got brown eyes. So I was kind of pissed at my husband because I'm like, who are you really thinking about with this song? Yeah, that's cute. And Ed Sheeran's like, well, what do you mean? It's Tenerife C. The C is blue. I'm like, yeah, but I have brown eyes. Can, can we like redo it? And he actually redid the lyric on the air. Oh, it was amazing. Gosh. So that my takeaway was they go from like interview to interview to interview where they're getting asked the same stuff. How did you write the album? When's it coming out? How do you feel about it? Blah, blah, blah. When they get hit with questions that are like, what's your favorite cheese when you make a, a charcuterie board or something? I don't know, some weird, stupid shit. They're like, oh, okay. Like, so <laughs> ever, like I want to tell radio people with these interviews, try to like, yes, do all the stuff you have to do, but also throw in some like personal stuff. They want to talk about that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that all goes back to being yourself and being your authentic brand or whatever, because that's what makes you you. And that's what's going to make your interviews and your content interesting and yeah. fun. And like everybody from the artist to the audience, they want to listen to it and they want to have fun. So, I mean, yeah. that's incredible. I mean, I can't even believe you just said like Lady Gaga. Like that's Yeah, that's she awesome. was, oh, she was amazing. Oh my God. What a star. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, going off of that, like, would you say you're like an outspoken person? Yeah, I'd say so. I'm not yeah, spoken. like not a, not afraid to speak your mind, I guess. Yeah, I think yeah. we're in a I think we're in a time too where our voice is more heard than ever if we use it, you know. Yes. And I feel like even when I first got into radio, it was like we were the typical female role of like we did all the work behind the scenes and we were the like ha 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 we just laugh at everything you say. And now it's like hell no, like step aside. I'm gonna voice all the stuff that I do and be who I am and, and stand up for things that you believe in. Stand up for, you know, social injustice. Stand up for anything you truly believe in because if you don't, what are you do even doing in that position? You know, you have a platform, use it. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's also... It's hard because when you get into certain jobs, you have to be careful what, what you say and the things that you put out there when you're working under a corporation because you are a representation of that company. Mm -hmm. But if you do it respectfully and you do it the right way and you back yourself up, there's nothing wrong with it. And I think we're in the time now where we're all standing up for ourselves. And that's one thing I can say to women in our industry is speak up and just really follow through. Follow every conversation with an email. My biggest mistake in a lot of my moments in my career was the typical 
run into the big boss in the hallway and it's like, hey, yeah, remember we talked about like I was going to get paid blah, blah, blah for this or for this appearance or we were going to talk about upping my bonus structure and they're like, yeah, you know, you should be getting paid this and we'll talk about that. Yeah, put that shit in writing. Put it in an Ooh. email and say, hey, remember that time we ran into each other and you had mentioned blah, blah, blah. There needs to be a trail for everything. And I learned mm -hmm. that the hard way because I wasn't very good at that. I just took people at their word and things right. like that. And so I think yeah. for us, it's like advocate for yourself, take notes of everything you do. You know, I went into a contract negotiation. I never signed with an agent because I just didn't feel like there was a better advocate for me than me. Yeah, do they get some people some great stuff like, paid transportation and great deals and stuff like that. Yeah, probably. But I knew all the stuff I was doing. So I always wrote everything down in a notepad. Like every time I did something big or filled in for something big, or I just made a note of all the stuff I did. And it, it sucks because you think of it like, well, why do you got to be like, I did this, I did this, I did this. Well, you have to, because yeah. nobody knows your programming director. Yeah. He's programming the station, but he doesn't know what's going on inside that studio. He doesn't know what's going on at home when you're prepping for the show or that you're bringing 70% of the content to the show, like mm -hmm. every single day of your life. So the only one that's going to know is you. So you got to bring it to the table, you know, Absolutely. so keep notes of everything. I appreciate that. Thank you for saying that. That's like such great advice. And it's so important because you never know like when you're going to be called in to be like, Hey, what have you done? It's like, yeah, well, let me list this off for you right now because exactly. I'm working every day, you know? Yep. So going into being a female in the workplace, so you've mentioned, you know, that you've had the female role before and how you're stepping out of that. Have you noticed a change from when you started and how females are used or admired now? Like, has there been a positive change or, yes. or what would you say? Good. Yes. Good. I, I'm so, so proud of the 20 something generation. Like you guys are breaking the mold and it just always felt like when I first got into it, it was a man's club. And it's no no shot at any of the men out there. Like, listen, we're all team here. We're all on the same page. But it is, it's a fact. They get paid a lot more than we do for the same job in some cases. But I feel like that's changing. It's totally changing. And, you know, you used to never see a woman as a lead on a show. You know, yeah. that just didn't happen. We were always just cast typed as that role. And I think companies are realizing the value of people and personalities because there's so much out there. People can get their music anywhere. But yes. what's going to draw them to radio? Number one, it's free. So they don't have to pay for it. It's in their car. And number two, the people. And how valuable are we as women? Because we're the ones that are like, you know, running around, running circles, doing all these things and, and, and you know, growing babies. and doing, like, We're just super women. Literally like doing have, everything. Yeah. yeah. So I think, and I'm so proud of you guys because you're just getting out there and taking leadership roles and going for it. And I'm just, and I think, again, social media has been a blessing. I think it's, so too. It's an opportunity to put it out there. Yeah. And I think I wouldn't be like, I don't know, like, I'm not afraid to email my boss about like something that has to do with what I want to go for or what we can do as a brand to, you know, acknowledge things that are happening in the world. Like I've emailed my bosses about that. And I'm like, you know what, maybe I don't have a place as like being in the first two years of this job and being a young girl. But I'm like, you know what? No, I do. And like, I'm here and I'm here now. So like, I'm gonna try to make a positive change while I'm here. And I think that's because, you know, on social media, I see every day, it's like, stand up for yourself, you know, do what you want to do, be an impact in this world. So I'm thankful for it too, because you know what, you're right, we it is like making a change in the world, which good for you. I'm, that makes me so glad to hear because if you didn't yeah. speak up about it, it would never change. It would just stay the same, you know, right. And I feel like I've really come into my own with that, where it's like, I'm not gonna stand for anything that I don't want to be a part of. So 
Yeah. yeah. Good for it's, you. Well, you know what it is? They always, it's always been the, the age old, well, if you don't want to do the job, we'll find somebody else for it. And you can't be scared of that. Yeah. I've been in the position where like when I was negotiating one of my contracts, I was pregnant and they didn't mm. know. And mm -hmm. I was pregnant with my first kid and I'm, you know, already nervous because I'm, you know, I'm older. So I'm like, what is it called? Um, uh, you know, over the hill pregnancy. I don't even know what the hell the name is, but I was already <laughs> nervous. And I'm just sitting there and I remember the moment he said, if you don't like it, you're, this is your last day. And I was just, I remember thinking like, okay. And I remember crying all the way home and crying to my mom on the phone. I didn't know what to do. And I was like, I have to do this for me because I need to support my future child. I can't just give up. Yes. Oh my God. But you know, yes. so sometimes you're stuck between a rock and a hard mm -hmm. place. But as long as I knew walking away, I stood up for myself. I said the things I needed to say and life has a funny way of working out. But yeah, I'm proud of all the young women out there just working so hard. There's a, you know, someone I know on radio who she was like ready for more. And I kept saying, well, stop saying you're ready for more and go out and get more. And now she's killing it. She's adding to her plate and looks, she's just, she's doing all different kinds of things to put herself out there. And that's Good the name of the game. Her. Yeah, it is. And like, you've proved that. And it's, yeah, it's really like just creating opportunities for yourself. You know, if no one's yeah. going to give you something, you got to get out there and do it yourself. So absolutely. Yeah. Doing that. So and you also to support ahead. other women too. I got to say 100%. I agree. But my biggest thing is sometimes we preach it, but we don't always live it, mm -hmm. you know? And mm -hmm. I think there's been so many opportunities that I've, you know, people I've worked with don't even know that I did where I went in and was like an advocated for coworkers that I felt deserved better. And yeah, yeah you don't need to tell them about it. Just be that person, like go in the office and be like, we really need to keep this person. What can we do? You know what I mean? Like, even if I have to get rid of one of my talent fees and give it to that person, whatever we got to do, like fight for your sisters, fight for your, your coworkers. Like, don't just preach it and post it on social media that you're like women supporting women. You truly got to do it. You know, Yeah. like, what can you do in your office today to actually do something for the person next to you? I, I love that. And also, I think there's a, in, in rooted sometimes is this inner competition. Right. Like, oh, I have to be funny like she is, or I have to look like she does, or I have to have the same kind of shape she does. And it's like, we all have a, our own lane that's going to work for us. And you can't try to just let everybody do their thing. And as long as you're authentically you, people are going to love you for you. And we can't keep competing with each other. You know, we got to just lift each other up. And I know it sounds cheesy and cornball, but look at the, the prime examples, Kathy Lee and Hoda. Kathy Lee Absolutely. and Hoda had a genuine love and respect for each other and just lifted each other's, you know, bright spots all the time. Yes. Yes. And it's so important. And you're right about the competition thing. Like, of course, you know, if we're going for the same job, it can, you can feel just inside like that comparison that just naturally happens. But that doesn't mean like, no matter if one person gets the job or the other, you're going to get something that's good for you based on who you are and what you bring to the table. And they're going to bring something else to the table that they'll be great at too. So it's like, you know what? we're all going to be okay. And it's like, we yeah. got to just support each other. And yeah, I, I love you. You're bringing all these uh, yeah, great points to the table. Yeah. <laughs> um, so speaking of being a woman and bringing everything to the table, oh my gosh. So you are a mama now yes. recently. Yeah. So how yeah. old, you have a little baby boy, right? Yes. He's a little over two, two and a half now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, congratulations. I'm Thanks. sure that's so fun. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Well, yeah. I mean, way. obviously you have like a full-time career. You have a baby, you have a husband, you have, I'm sure a million other things going on in your life. So how are you handling it all? How do you balance it all? 
uh, I mean, I, it was like I said earlier, I always put radio as my like greatest love. And then once I had him, I was like, oh, wow. I that's yeah, I love my job. But this is like the greatest thing on our planet Earth. Like the love is like something I've never felt in my life. And I'm just reliving my career in such a different way. I was so fully committed and out living life. I mean, I'd be out partying in Hell's Kitchen till like two in the morning and show up to the station at four. Like I was yeah. out living my life and all of a sudden everything was like, wait, I have to be on a schedule? Like I fought with this pediatrician. I'm like, what do you mean I have to be on a schedule? She's like, babies need consistency. I'm like, oh, <laughs> here we go. And so I'm kind of in that fact, glad that I waited till 35 to have kids, you know, yeah. waited till my middle thirties to get married. Um, cause I, I did my thing. I traveled, I lived life and then I did it when I was ready. Um, but yeah, it's a balancing act. He's having nap time now, but I know when he's up, it's like go time. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's sleepless nights where I go in and I'm like, Oh my God, I can't even think right. But it's the greatest, you know, now they have like, Oh, I want 20 now. Why did I wait so long? So it's a conflicting feeling for a woman because it's so different for us because getting pregnant also means being out of work for maternity leave. And in TV and in radio, that means your presence is gone for quite a while. And that's a scary thing. You know, and now I've embraced that. Okay. You know what? If it is what it is, this is important. Building a family is important. So yeah, yeah. it's been great. Oh, well that's amazing. Yeah. And it goes back to being like, your job is not everything again, you know, yeah. as much as we can think it can be, but no, once those kids come into the picture, it's like, they're the whole world. And that's, oh, that's yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of that, like, obviously if you're stepping out of the scene for nine months or whatever it is do you feel that pressure of like having to stay relevant or even now now that you're back do, you know do you feel like oh I always have to be creating new exciting content and like how do you deal with that pressure if you do um I feel like it's been really tough coming up with content since we're in like this pandemic and we're not out really doing a lot true so I just try to speak on what I'm going through in my life with my kid with potty training or you know and again I'm in an older demographic now at my station because I went okay. from I started in a rhythmic station then a top 40 then a hot AC so I kind of feel like I'm moving with like as my age gets older a different demographic but yeah you just kind of I live life and then I come in and I just talk about it you know like right now I've been struggling with having a second child and I've opened up about it on the show and it's not easy and it's something that you know I it's hard to talk about but I feel like if I can relate to other women in my age that are struggling then the, as long as I hit that one person that's not feeling great and let them know that they're not alone then I'm doing the right thing you know so it's just been it's just been you just got to be open about what your life's going through as far as creating content it's yeah it's I can't I'm so bad at like making stories up so I have to really talk about stuff that really happens same. I'm so yeah. bad, right? I can't. I'm like, oh, I've seen people like pull stuff out of their ass. I'm like, that didn't happen. How did you even tell that story? I but know. it works. <laughs> I just can't because then I forget what I said and it gets all messed up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like creating so. some lie. I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't know. Did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so then, I mean, what do you like to do then? I mean, obviously you're getting your stories from your life. So what are you doing in your life when you're not working or what's going oh on? Oh my God. Nowadays just drinking wine with my girlfriends. That's really it. Amen. It. Love it. Oh my God. That's really like, <laughs> I used to be out and about, but it's like, you know, when I, when this wasn't the world, like it is now is out, you know, at different wineries, taking classes, um, spin. I saw, you know, you do the spin, yeah. which by the way, I feel like I'm going to throw up every time I take spin class, but <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. I mean, it's yeah. tough, but it's fun. Yeah. I love cooking. Um, I love spending, it's going to sound so cheesy, but I love being with my sister all the time. I always like go over her house, we FaceTime and that's really it. I'm pretty boring, I guess, nowadays. I used to have a lot of funner life, but now it's just about his schedule. I'm really married to like his nap time, his bedtime. It's like, <laughs> oh my God, but how can you not be? I mean, that's, yeah. you know, that's life. And that's special too, because you're telling your audience the stories about finding the extraordinary and like an ordinary day. And that's yeah. something that everybody can relate to. And that's a lesson that I think people need to take with them. It's like, yeah, 
find the special moments in today and that yeah. be grateful for them and then live your life, you know? I know. And I think too, like we live our life like crazy in our twenties, but I always was like, I had this safety net of my family and I always knew how valuable that was. Like if you have Absolutely. a close relationship with your parents or your siblings, like really embrace that and love that and take tons of pictures and just be just in that. And I say a lot of pictures only because when my, my dad passed in 2010 and I was like, oh, I have like no pictures. I was like devastated. And like, I, I say that because I, as you get further away from losing a parent or a loved one, you start to like, oh my God, I can't forget the memories. And you want those tangible things to look at. And I always was grounded by him and grounded by my family. And there was so much content on the show. And, and then I going through it again and losing my job again, I had them to fall back on, you know? So yeah. never take for granted your family, you know, they're your greatest asset and your greatest comfort and your greatest everything. And all the pieces somehow come together. And I just learned that like along the way, it's never going to be perfect. It's always a jagged road, but if you keep climbing it, you'll get there. I mean, look, it took me, I told the, the guy I'm working with now, we just were talking about, it. I was like, right out the gate, we were, I was like, let's put our, our names together on the show. It's Annie in the morning with Ryan. Right. Cool. And I said, that never happened for me. I had to fight for that for 15 years. Like just understand the value behind that. Like to just be branded and like, you know, I don't take all those little things for granted. I just appreciate every, every win and every loss. I take the loss for what I learned from it. And I take the win from like, wow, I really worked my ass off to get that. That's amazing. So can I ask you like, when you were trying to get branded at your own morning shows and you were going in to fight for yourself, were you turned down at certain points? And like, oh, all you... the time. Yeah. And like, how did you handle that? Because you still have to go to work every day. It was hard. It was hard because the only reason the branding, it's not an ego thing. It's you get more opportunity. But then I stepped back and I was like, I reassessed it over this last summer. And I was like, wait, but I still somehow was able to be successful without my name there. So how did that happen? Right. Because I showed up every day. I had one sick day in 13 years. One. One sick day. I showed up every day. And I felt like that's what made me grow. Listeners could rely on me to be there every single day. And I said, you know what? I'm over it. Whatever. Like, I feel like our society puts too much emphasis on like titles yes. and things like that. And I'm a this and I'm a that. And deep down, it's like, you can have all the freaking titles you want, but you got to show the work to, to back it up. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Or show the connections you've made to back it up. So mm -hmm. it's just one of those, I always knew like, I don't really care what everybody else thinks except for the people I'm talking in the microphone to. As long as we have a connection and they know they can DM me or call on the station, that's all I give a crap about. But fighting for it was really, really hard. It was really mm -hmm. stressful because I felt like I had earned it. And the problem is when you jump into shows that are already established names, it's really hard for them. They're not just going to add it. I got you. You yeah. know, it's so... Yeah. It's, but when it's, you're there and you're putting in the work, you feel like it should be. And it's rightfully so. Yeah. But yeah, now you're at the place. Yeah, you've got it. You've done it. You've <laughs> earned your spot for sure. 100%. Yeah. So if you could go back like a few years, maybe five or 10 years and talk to the girl who's at the morning show working her ass off, you know, not branded, but like doing her thing. Like, what would you tell her? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man. I might tell her to take some time off. No. <laughs> <laughs> honestly one six day, 13 years oh my I was god really like i was i'll tell you kylie i was really psychotic i worked like oh my god 10 hours at the radio station then i go start bartending at nine o'clock at home at four o'clock go straight back to the radio station i worked seven days a week i'd give myself pneumonia half the time i was really like my dad like you need to slow down and i i Can did I be honest with you that's me right now it's your I'm life right now joking. yeah it is yeah i know so. <laughs> See, and just be careful. It's true. But then again, like I look back, I'm like, but if I did slow down, I wouldn't, maybe I wouldn't be where I was. But I'd say there's a lot of moments I did miss. Like, you know, my boy, my boyfriend, oh my God, he's going to kill me. My husband. <laughs> Sorry. He was at like every party by himself. He was like, for the first eight years we're together. That's why I never pushed marriage. I was like, I'm doing me, dude. Like, 
you can propose when you want, but radio is my thing. And I, I'm grateful I did that. You know, life works out the way it did. But yeah, I would tell myself to just, just slow down a little bit. You're going to burn out, you know, because yeah. you don't want to miss those family moments because someday you're going to look back and just be like, oh shit, I wish I didn't leave that Sunday dinner early to go host that show that I didn't need to do on a Sunday night, but I felt like I had to. Right. Yeah. You know? Oh, no, I get it. I get it. And I, I like now, like I try to balance it and I obviously try to make family and like social life a priority. But it is. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll go out after I get done at 11.30. And when I know I have to be up back there at 10.30 and then I'm going to work at the gym after that and then going back to Lotto, you know? But I'm like, yeah, I'm just trying to fit it all in. But it's like, you know what? No, you got to take care of yourself first. And I feel like this quarantine time has taught me that for sure. It's like, oh, wow, wait, I have time for myself and I'm actually like a little bit happier and a little less stressed. See? You know? Oh yeah. my God. That makes me so happy to hear. Cause I feel like that's, I've been saying that's the positive coming out of this whole thing is everybody's slowing the hell down. Cause it is. I know the life you're living right now and I was doing it and it's, and you feel like, well, first off you make shit money in your twenties. Like, let's be honest, you make horrible mm-hmm. money and you're just, but you're doing these glamorous jobs and everybody's like, Oh, you must be making money. You're like, Oh, I know. I wish you saw my paycheck. <laughs> um, but you're like making shit money, but you're loving it. Like you go to yes, work and you're like, this yes. is awesome. But then you got to do a side hustle to pay the bills. And mm. then you want to be independent because you want to have your own apartment, your own house, like your own shit. So you don't have to rely yeah. on your parents. Then you're just burning out. And then I was like, you know what? The school debt's always going to be there. The debt's always going to somehow be there. But like, you got to just, like I said, find time for you and just, yes. but I'm happy. It sounds like you're doing that. But I do, I do enjoy seeing all your posts though. Oh my God. Yeah. No, like I'm <laughs> always down to like go out and have fun, but thank you. Yes. It's good. <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask you, like, if you had to put it into a few words, like what do you think it takes to have a career in entertainment? Oh, grit, thick mm. skin, heart, and lots of coffee. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. I just yeah. don't give up. Just don't give up. There's so many moments. I mean, I can openly admit I cried in my car so many times. I cried in subway cars. It's not a business for the faint of heart. You're going to be picked apart and judged and, and, and tested. But then there's these moments of like, oh my God, this is the greatest job in the world. I can't believe I get paid to do this moments. That makes it all worth it, you know, and the people you meet along the way. And yeah, the celebrities are great, but it's a lot of the other people you meet in the, it that are, you know, your coworkers and, yeah, you just got to, and have thick skin. Don't take everything. Like I always, I'm so freaking sensitive. Sometimes I take everything so seriously, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'm just like, all right, don't take everything so serious. Yeah. Everything's going to pass the next day, you know? Yeah. That's true. Um, what was the other thing? Wait, oh my God. I just had it on the tip of my tongue. Oh my God. <laughs> oh yes. Dealing with the public eye. So you're working in the public eye. You have people probably texting and calling into you like every day while you're on the show. And then and then you go home and like post whatever and you're on social media and people can say whatever they want there. So how, how do you deal with that? And especially now that, you know, you're a mom and you have to protect your family. Like how does it, how does it go? Oof. Yeah, that's a, that's actually starting to concern me a little bit with how much I share. I'm starting to get a little nervous about it. Um, okay. I feel safe as far as like, I try to not, you know, obviously I don't say where I live and things like that, but we're easily accessible. And now that I have a son, I get super nervous. Like, I'm a little more paranoid than I used to be. Like I got an alarm system set up. <laughs> like, I got you. I'm ready got to go. Um, but being in the public eye, yeah, I mean, you're really putting yourself out there for people to 
you know, I get questions constantly now about like, when are you having another baby? When do you have another one? And they don't know, maybe they don't know the struggles I'm going through. And sometimes I see that and I'm like, oh, that stings, you know, yes. after having, you know, I had two losses within the past year and you're just like, oh, but you don't understand. I'm trying, I you know. know, so putting yourself out there is really, it's, it's a lot, but again, it's my truth. And I always felt like I'm going to live in my truth. This is my story. And if you want to judge it, judge it. I don't need your approval, you know, I, I would appreciate your respects, but I don't need to, to prove anything to anyone, you know? So being in the public eye, I just feel like also what, what comes with it is responsibility. I always remind myself that maybe someday my son's going to look at my Instagram or maybe someday like there's a young woman who's looking at it or listening to what I'm saying. And I want to make sure I'm making the right impact. Yes. You know, and I'm not saying the wrong thing or putting up the wrong idea. Um, so yeah, being that I feel like you have a responsibility, support different organizations, do what you can. You're on that platform. So by being public that way, yeah, you just have to, you know, appreciate that side of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, your ability to be vulnerable and to be honest with people. Yes, I'm, I'm sure it gets hard on some days, but it helps so many more people, I think. So that's, you know, that's beautiful of you to do. And so yeah, thank you for thanks. doing that. Yeah, <laughs> of course, of course. And then one last question. I mean, you've been giving tons of advice throughout this, but if you had to give any final words of advice to people at the beginning of their entertainment careers, what would it be? Ooh, at the beginning of their entertainment career? Yes. Try to listen, really, really listen to the people around you and take it all in their different experiences and, and pick from each of those experiences what you want to use on your path. You can learn from the people ahead of you. It doesn't matter what sex or age they are. They have a story and you can learn a lot from them. And I always stuck around. I never tried to, again, this goes back to working like crazy. I was never like, okay, the show's done at 10. I'm out the door. I hung around. Even if it meant talking to someone at the front desk or talking to the salespeople at their desks, I wanted to get to know everybody and take in their energy and take in their information and really just get to know everyone. And, and the more people you know, the better. Keep in touch with people. Send emails to PDs or to people that, of jobs you're interested in. Stand out. I always say this in, in panels when I talk to them is send a handwritten note. Nobody Ooh. does that anymore. If you go on an interview, send a handwritten note. Thank you so much for your time. Write it. Like, don't type it. Write it. Yeah. You know, and they're gonna stay, you're going to stand down. They're going to remember you. And I think just be patient with it. I know it's frustrating and I know it's hard, especially when you just want to make money. And our, our entertainment industry is you either step in shit and you're like, bam, I'm making great money. Or you're one of those <laughs> people that's going to be hustling for 15 years to get to their place. Like no road is the same. So just don't give up. It's going to pay off because the second you give up, that's it. You know what I mean? Like if you're like, all right, I'm, then it's not going to happen. You have to make it happen. That's so true. Keep pushing forward. And always, you know, listen, people have ulterior motives. People can get grimy. People can stab you in the back. But what you can walk away with is a clear conscience knowing that you looked out for your coworkers. You know what I mean? Like look out for other people. Cause then mm -hmm. you walk away and you're like, okay, I did the right thing. I supported them. Yeah. Maybe they stabbed me in the back, but I did the right thing. Amen. You know? Yeah. yeah. You gotta love yourself at the end of the day for sure. Yes. And oh my God, I love you. I think like we have to get <laughs> wine sometime. I have to be Please. one of your like girlfriend wine nights. Yes, for sure. <laughs> So next time I'm in like the Poughkeepsie area, I will definitely be hitting you up. And we can oh, do please that. do. Please do. I will. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm so happy you're on here. I knew you'd be so cool to talk to and you were. So thank you. You too. Well, <laughs> thanks, thank you. girl. You a lot of fun and best of luck with the show. You. You know, I wish you nothing but success. Thank you. I appreciate that. And where can people find you? Oh, uh, what do we give out nowadays? What do you say? Like your social? <laughs> yeah, your socials. Yeah, your show. <laughs> uh, I guess my Instagram handle is at Annie on air. Uh, that's it. Yeah, it's pretty much there on Facebook as well. So 
Perfect. Awesome. Well, Yay. yeah, go check her out, everybody. Kids crying. Look at that timing. He's like, oh, my God. Back to mommy mode. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Annie, so much. Thank you. All right. You have a good one. I'll talk to you soon. Please hit me up when you're in the area. I will, for sure. Okay.